Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast. Yer! The Cleanthony Early of Knicks Podcasts. We are three Knicks addicts, bringing you the spiciest, zestiest takes in a blunt's worth of time. Dougie Fresh, what's hood? I have seen the mountaintop of being <laughs> above 500, and I look down at the rest of the league and I laugh. Poverty. D-Boy, what's really good? <laughs> Your schedule the ticker tape parade. The Knicks are above 500 and probably will be heading into the All-Star break. Go peep the second half schedule and tell me you aren't a lot more skeptical about the season afterwards. They, they end the season in a buzzsaw on the West Coast. Dude, the whole second half is dicey. We got it, baby. Julius Randle, all-star. Let's go. Let's keep those wheels rolling. Keep that sadness buzzing underneath the content that we're having all over ourselves. And it's me, Monty, the melancholy Knicks fan, here to bring things medium. Final score, New York 109, Detroit 90. Walt suit, boy, pink sure is precocious. And so was that performance in Detroit Motor City. We're going to get a quick hits. Quick hits. The Knicks beat up an injured version of the worst team in the NBA tonight. Let's toss out some trophies. The Jeremy Grant, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to Julius Randle for the second consecutive game as he lifted the Knicks over 500 for the first time since January 8th with his 25 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists. The Like Lazarus, He Is Risen Award goes to R.J. Barrett, for finishing the month of February shooting 47% from deep. He also recorded his fifth back-to-back 20-point outing of the season. The saving Private Ryan Purple Heart goes to the 32-year-old Derrick Rose for clocking 32 minutes after setting his season high the night before. The Dikembe Mutombo finger wag statue goes to the Tilton, New Hampshire legend Norlens Noel for his three robust rejections. And the sad stat of the game? Quickly has averaged one point a minute in his last three outings, but is only averaging 16 minutes a game during that span. Dear Tom, first of all, I want to thank you for taking an underrated, supposedly not so talented group and turning them into a pretty damn decent Knicks team. Between the emergence of All-Star Randall and the down and dirty 90s style of defense, you are shocking the world, my friend. But what's the deal with playing the starters until the bitter end like this? You already took one of D-Rose's knees. Do you need to take the other? Maybe you're just that big of a Knicks fan, and like the rest of us, you don't trust any group wearing blue and orange to hold onto a lead no matter how massive it is. Paranoid that DSJ has a little Reggie Miller in him, huh? I get it. But please, stop. Let's make sure that when it's time to lock in that sixth seed, Julius Randle is using his legs to walk instead of two strands of linguine. Yours in insanity, Knicks Nation. This day in sad Knicks history, February 28th, 1993, New Jersey 102, New York 76. This was the Nets' first nationally televised game since 1985. Drazen Petrovic had an efficient 28-point, 6-assist evening. Chris Dudley showed up and showed out with 21 rebounds, 11 of them offensive. John Starks took offense to that and body-slammed Kenny Anderson with a flagrant foul. 
typical for this period of Knicks basketball. Randall backs in up top. Bullock, long distance. That's good. Reggie Bullock downtown. Burks the drive and the finish this time with the left hand. Sweet move from Alec Burks. Take a look at Burks. Look at the dexterity. All the way with the left hand. The Knicks are 3-0 since Derrick Rose took over for an injured Alfred Payton in the starting lineup. The former MVP is averaging 16.7 assists and shooting 63% from deep over that span. And the team is now 7-4 since acquiring him for peanuts. Speaking of the devil, DSJ did not live out his revenge game fantasy tonight as he went 3-for-11 from the field, often looking lost on the court. With critics and fans alike lauding the move, the Knicks front office could feel empowered to continue to push the timeline into hyperspeed and acquire more veteran pieces for our young players. Is this the right direction for the Knicks to go? What we saw in Detroit is very much a direction the Knicks could have gone, and a lot of Knicks fans probably thought we should have gone with this season, to be honest. Losing, letting the kids get minutes, processing the fuck out. But we're close to making the playoffs in sight. Is Tibbs' win-now approach mortgaging our future? Tibbs is taking a, a process that is much hotter and much spicier, baby. He's not throwing Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart and DSJ against the wall and seeing who doesn't suck. He's taking quickly, he's taking RJ, he's taking Mitch, and he's putting them in key situations where they need to come up with big plays. And yeah, the, the hook might be quick on all of those players, but listen, they are contributing to winning meaningful basketball. And to me, that is the best kind of experience you can have as a young player. I don't buy the narrative that playing these guys' limited roles is worth it. Soon enough, Rose is going to have two stumps for legs instead of feet. So quickly, he's going to need to step into a bigger role and play more minutes. Okay, maybe Randall will need some time off considering that he plays an exorbitant amount every single night. And Toppin will have to start and we'll have to see what he's got. Just like it's happened with Frank who's now getting an, a moment to shine because of injury. Let's see if it happens with some of our other players. Now, where is Frank at with our organization? It seems like he's in showcase mode. And I love Frank. I would love to hold on to him. But he is definitely showing out to these teams, hey, if you're on a playoff run, we got a young piece that you can throw out there as the cooler for seven minutes at a time, shut down the best wing player. I think you're absolutely right. I've been really impressed by the way that he's just kind of locked in as an off-ball extra perimeter defender to just guard at times all five positions on a single possession. It's, it's quite amazing. And unfortunately, I think we see his limitations if another one of our point guards goes down. If he's our lead ball handler, he's limited. So he makes sense slotting in with a playoff team if you're making a move to get some kind of talent upgrade, some extra scoring, some extra shooting. Not that I want to see him go. And also, let's not forget his deal is expiring this year. I hate the things that we are accepting with this Tibbs philosophy. We are accepting that he is going to run Derrick Rose into the ground. We are accepting that injuries are going to be a mainstay as he plays vets wild minutes. Nerlens Noel played 81 minutes in a back-to-back. And we're also accepting that Tibbs knows best and quickly can't win games by being better offensively than he is defensively as a rookie. Well, maybe these vets are getting the heavy minutes because psych out game here, we're showcasing them for all of the second round picks you have to offer NBA front offices. 
Let's only pray. Well, that would be the day if they actually turned some of those veterans into into a, a quality rotation piece. But that's not what you're going to be trading them for. You're going to be trading them for draft picks. And I don't, definitely don't think the Knicks are of that mind right now. So sad. So sad. We lost our rebuild by going one game over 500 against the fucking Pistons. And we're in the fourth seed, baby. Home court advantage. Roll that. Light that. Oh, Dad, it's time for Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk, Blunt Talk. This Blunt Talk is based on a whole bunch of allegedly hearsay and myths slash legends. If you are taking anything in a segment called Blunt Talk seriously, then you must be smoking that medical grade. The 1955 Fort Wayne Pistons lost the NBA championship to the Syracuse Nationals in Game 7 under what some might call dubious blunders and questionable officiating point shaving with the highest stakes at hand could it actually happen look the nba was struggling in fort wayne and syracuse less lucrative markets would an entire league's championship be thrown for a big mob payoff would this act remove the pistons from fort wayne to detroit as payment to the detroit partnership or am i just high as danny brown on wikipedia wormhole We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait, and remember, as Walt always says, you need to play defense with your feet, not your hands.